Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everyone and welcome to Indie Video Games, specifically a podcast about them called All the Small Games. My name is one of the hosts, Andrew Levins, and with me, another one of the hosts whose name is... Jonathan Valenzuela, specifically. Um, And guess what everyone, this podcast is about indie games, get around it for the next half hour to 45 minutes. John and I are going to be talking about some games that we've been playing recently of the indie variety, uh, specifically Narita Boy and Disco Elysium, the final cut. But uh, we have a bunch of news to get through, and who knows what else, um, because uh, the world of indie games is forever changing and uh, forever exciting to fellas like me and listeners like you. I sure sure hope so. And a fellow like me as well. So let's let's get into this news, Levens. Let's, Let's dig in, because this is an interesting one, I think. Uh, it was it was uh, over the last couple of days. I think two days ago, maybe it was revealed that Apple Arcade had just dumped another thirty games onto the service. Yeah, it was like Friday Friday morning. Woke up to an extremely uh, uh, packed Apple Arcade tab. Of uh, I mean, not normally we get like a trickle, you know. And we and we I feel like when when Apple Arcade launched, there was pretty much an Apple Arcade game every week for for the first, you know the the first ten weeks of Apple Arcade, but. It has lost a little of its luster. Um, I keep it for my kids. Um, my son loves like the Lego games and the Pac-Man game um, to play on the iPad. But as far as like, I don't know. I feel like it hasn't been like that really exciting kind of grindstone or what the golf moment since the launch. And I definitely, um, I was kind of hoping that there'd be more games like that. But this latest update has uh, lots of intriguing games in it, um, and. They've kind of they've done something that I wasn't expecting them to do. So what Apple Arcade have done is they have added to Apple Arcade a bunch of like I guess like the the classics of the the, the iPhone game library. They've brought them over to Apple Arcade. So um, we're talking about games like Monument Valley, which we've talked a lot a lot about on the podcast before. Threes, Badlands, um, sorry Badland, um, Black Rains, even games like Fruit Ninja um, are now. On um, on Apple Arcade for free. So I mean, it's, these are all games I've paid for in the past, but now if I, I can download them 
in a different colour because they're now known as Threes Plus or Don't Starve Pocket Edition Plus, Mini Metro Plus. Yeah. So the plus the plus means that any extra content that was made for the, the original game is packaged in with this one as well. So like the Monument Valley Plus, there were two extra sort of story additions to Monument yep, Plus which I paid to for. Monument Valley. So you now get the whole kind of package in one on Apple Arcade. It's just Monument which, Valley one, right? There's the the, the two. Is yeah, there. I think so. Yeah. The, I don't think number two is up there yet. So. On top of that, there were a bunch of games, mainly board games, stuff like... Um, yeah, uh, like we, we go from Salt. iPhone game classics to just game classics. Um, yeah, like Crosswords, Sudoku, Solitaire, Backgammon, Tiny Crossword. Yeah. Uh, really Bad Chess, that, which that, I think... Is that cool? I don't, it, I don't know, yeah. I think it's, it's interesting in the way it just goes, like, it throws you these random um, scenarios to do with chess, so you could, like... You could get a scenario where you have like six kings and right. you need to just play like that kind of thing. So I think, you know, with with the, the kind of chess, um, you know, the, the upswing in chess interest that came after Queen's Gambit, I think that's a game that a lot of people might jump into for a bit of fun. Yeah, because they've added but, a, um, an app called Chess Play and Learn Plus. So it is like one that teaches you as you play. And like even like, yeah, games ooh. like Solitaire and Mahjong that we now have apps for Apple Arcade for. Like, I know that seems like, okay, why the hell do I want that? But if you do ever get the hankering for playing games like that, they're all, all the versions that you can get on the app store are like hideous, like freemium, like solitaire with like ads and all that kind of stuff. So it is kind of cool to get like a very, very clean version of, of these games. And it wasn't just, it's worth mentioning. It wasn't just all these kind of already existing games that they've brought now to Apple Arcade. They did release a few new things. Yeah, and some really high-profile um, ones at that. Y- yeah, Fantasian, uh, World of Demons, NBA 2K21, uh, 2K21 Arcade Edition, which... Do you, know, do you know anything about... So Fantasian is um, won by the... Uh, make, like it's a, someone who used to work at, on, on Final Fantasy, I think. Yeah. It's inspired by Final Fantasy, and it's and it's a um, like um, crazy like diorama... Like it, I remember seeing a preview for it. I think it's coming to, to consoles at, at some point. So it's wild that this is on Apple Arcade first. Um, and then the um, the one I'm most excited to play, although I'm worried that it's going to be like a pathless scenario, um, is uh, it's a game made by Platinum Games. So I guess best known for like Bayonetta um, and uh, countless other like, you know, very quick action games across uh, different consoles, mostly um, Nintendo these days. But... Um, they have an action game, yeah, called World of Demons, which is almost like a spiritual successor to um, Okami. Okay. The Capcom published uh, kind of Zelda-like game where you paint with a paintbrush. Um, you're like a dog with a paintbrush in its mouth, and this a looks fox. like yeah, World of Demons is looks like a like a is it like a, a action game where which is like yeah, based on like brush, stro- brush strokes and things. So very yeah, kind very of, cool looking, kind of yeah, cell shady ish graphics. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like you've always got to wonder with these really action-packed games. Playing on a phone, is that really the best way to consume it? Um, I mean, it says here, uses a simplified control scheme suitable for touch-based devices. Uh, the developers promise no du- no compromises and no dumbing down due to the platform. So that's interesting. I'd be I'm very curious to see how it'll go. I might grab it myself now that I've had a look. I'm, uh... I have actually... 
Yeah. I, 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 know, I know you're going to talk about a game that I'm very excited to hear your thoughts on, but I just want to add that there's um, there's rhythm games that they've added as well, which I'm excited about. Oh, yeah, the Taiko. Yeah, like the, the Namco, Bandai Namco uh, Taiko drum games, Taiko no Tatsujin. Um, they always release them for like all the consoles, and it's cool to have like a really cool version of that on Apple Arcade. Plus, there's like a song pop party, like a guess the song kind of game, which could be fun, like a fun kind of party song, party game. Um, these are kind of the, uh, most of these are games that I'm like, yeah, th- these were very definitely missing from Apple Arcade. Um, I think they're pretty smart additions. But uh, the game that I was very surprised to see on here, and I love that you were like, yep, this is the this is the first of these games that I'm that I'm drawn to, uh, is the Oregon Trail. One of the I guess like first first ever computer games like that was kind of introduced to school. I mean, very very early educational game, and one I like. Did you ever play this in school? No, my my school didn't have it. We had Granny's Garden, no. but not Oregon Trail. We we didn't play it either. I think it's a, it's a very American thing. Um, like it's it's a game where you essentially play people who are traveling along the Oregon Trail, which was a very difficult kind of wagon trail for people who wanted to go and settle the Willamette Valley in Oregon. Um, it is like I th- I think it could definitely it is in the pantheon of game classics in that it's something that a very wide audience of people have played due to the fact that it was used for you know in school um back when computers started becoming a bit more prevalent in school i i having never played it i was like i'll go in this sounds good and it's it's this it's worth mentioning this is not the like og version this is not the kind of like one bit color yeah green and black they haven't just yeah, like, hor- like dropped the amiga version onto phones yeah, it's they've they've completely redone it. It's got like new graphics, all kinds of all kinds of that stuff. They've also added a bunch of story elements in that that look at the journey from a First Nations perspective, oh, uh, which I think is really cool and interesting. I, I played a scenario yesterday where it's a, a a mother and a son who are going traveling to the winter hunting ground and. Um, sort of you know looks very respectfully like they use they use the actual dialects that these these people would have used and that kind of stuff so that's very good the game itself i i think like from what i've heard about the original it stays true to the original in that it is fucking brutal <laughs> like this is the people who traveled on this trail must have been cursed by god because every bad thing that can happen happens to these people and it doesn't matter how prepared you are. Like, I would be walking along. All of my the four people in my party would be in perfectly good health, perfect morale, perfect hygiene, everything like that. The wagon is fully repaired, and you know everything's sweet. And then like a bear will attack, and the bear will have a gun, and the gun shoots typhoid and gives everyone in the party typhoid, and then the wheels fall off the wagon, and it's just like. Everything happens at once, and but somehow your guys still keep going. Like I actually managed to the my first run through, I made it through to Oregon. One of my party members died. Another one got in an argument and left the group, and they both were on like no stamina, no hygiene, no morale, one bar of health. But they still stumbled into the like stumbled into Oregon and we're like, we made it. And I'm like, you guys barely made it. All right. I wouldn't celebrate this. You're close to death. Um, so it's, it's definitely like I've, I've enjoyed being able to take a swing at it on phone. I think it works fantastic on phone because 
literally all you're doing is making decisions at any given point in time. There is a little like hunting mini game in it that's a little awkward to use, but you get used to it. Towards the end, there's a river rafting mini game that's also a bit awkward to use, but you kind of get used to it. Um, but there's a ton of content in here. Like on top of doing the actual Oregon Trail, there are these things called journeys, which are like special little um, scenarios that you play out. So it might be like you play a party that left it too late and now you're trying to survive the trail during the winter months and deal with snow and the various things that come along with that. So I've, I've like, it's addictive too. I, I really like, you know, the sort of like, it's 1am and I'm in bed playing this. I should really turn my phone off, but <laughs> Ooh, I'm almost at the next fort. I'm just going to stick through because I might be able to get a haircut at the next fort kind of thing. I've almost survived diphtheria for the third time tonight. Yeah. Ooh, dysentery. Great. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I've been really enjoying it. Um, I actually just busted open uh, Apple Arcade now to have a look at like the games that have been added and uh, on top of the ones that we were discussing before, because one thing I said uh, in the one thing I said in the discord that we have for our patreon followers, if you want to be a patreon follower, check us out at patreon.com/ all the small games uh, is Kingdom Rush. Like it was, I oh, was right. like, if you get, if you're gonna talk Apple Arcade, like if you're gonna talk Apple Classics, like the absolute top tier games, Kingdom Rush needs to be on that list. And it was crazy to me that they hadn't added any of them. But I've just seen on Apple Arcade that they have a game called Legends of Kingdom Rush, which is uh, coming coming soon, according to them. Um, interestingly enough, it's. Breaking out of the previous format they've been in, it's not. Uh, it's defense. not um, tower defense. It's a turn-based combat game. Oh, interesting. So turn turn-based fight, which cool. I lo- like. I love the tower defense games, and I really hope they wind up being on Apple Arcade, particularly plus versions, because there, then you get like. Is there a tower defense game even on Apple Arcade to begin with? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I, I can't say that without going through the entire thing over again, but I don't believe there is a tower defense game on there. Otherwise, I definitely would have played it. But, um, I mean, it's good to see that that developer is actually doing something for Apple Arcade. Uh, I'm, I'm a big... What are they called? Um, how do I even find that? Ironhide, that's right. Ironhide are the developers of the Kingdom Rush series. Yeah, I hope this means that the the three previous Tower Defense Kingdom Rush games will show up in plus versions on Apple Arcade. Yeah, that's cool. Um, be- because I've I've bought them all, but they have like heroes that are purchased like in app purchases, which I never purchased, and I'd love to get access to them through Apple Arcade. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a really cool update. Um, it shows that they like you know I was worried that that this might be one of the things that Apple kind of like phases out, but. Um, as of today, there's now over 180 games on Apple Arcade, so it's definitely a worthwhile service to check out. Um, and, and you know, it, it is—it's it, not just we, we talk about them as phone games, but you can play them on your phone, your iPad, on if you have Apple TV, and you can even play it on your laptop as well if you have a MacBook. Um, I was—I was thinking about this, and I reckon there needs to be some form of Apple Arcade Direct. Yeah, yeah, video like, announcing all these, or like, yeah, like someone that just so we know who's curating it, get to know them a little bit. Like, yeah, we just like directs, just, basically. We, I mean, we love directs, but I think it's one of those things where 
Because we had, you know, there was that first big dump of games on Apple Arcade when it launched. And then, like you said, about there was one a week for 10 weeks, slowed to a trickle. And I just think if they had a video where they went, hey guys, here's 10 games that are coming in the future for Apple Arcade, it would have, people would have been a lot more like, oh sweet, there's a reason to keep this around. Like, it's the same with any console platform. Like, you, you regularly tell the, your, your, you know, your audience, hey guys, here's what's coming up, here's a reason to be excited about being part of this platform. Yeah. And I feel that's one thing that Apple Arcade has really been missing is, Anything that helps to create a sense of excitement for being part, like being a subscriber to the platform. Yeah, no, totally. Plus, like you say, we just love directs. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, now there is like three uh, categories in Apple Arcade. Um, so it's um, um, hold on, what's it called? Yeah, Apple. Uh, there's Arcade Originals, Timeless Classics. So uh, Arcade Originals are where pretty much all the games have been up until this point. Then there's Timeless Classics, which are like your chesses and your solitaires, those kind of games. And then there's App Store Greats, which include threes and the other ones we mentioned that have just been added. Fruit Ninja is on there. My mum's favorite. The only game my mum has put more than like three hours into, more than one hour into in her entire life is Fruit Ninja. Amazing. I'm actually, weirdly enough, I'm more interested now in what's going to be added to the uh, the classics section than the original section. Yeah. Like, what what have I missed over time? What's what's coming that I thought was great? I, I thought uh, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Like, I, I think it's a good it's a good Ooh, yeah good chance for these games that were like celebrated. Almost like God, that's almost ten years old. That game. Um, yeah. And what what are they? They went on to make Rust. Was that their game? No, what was it called? Below. Below. Um, I believe, and yeah, I played a bit of Ashen. Low and... Ashen, that's them too, right? No, 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 no. Is Ashen is a New Zealand. Um, it's a Kiwi-based studio. I'll, just, um, I'll stop yeah. just saying random, random nouns that I think might be games they made. Um, sure, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think it, it's, it's a great chance for games that, like, you know, Threes is a great example. Threes was like all anyone talked about for two weeks, many years ago. Um, and mm. I think hopefully new, new a new like kind of generation of players will will get on board now that it exists. I love that game, and uh, it's it's one of one of the great phone games of all time. I think. Is it threes plus? Yes, it threes is plus. threes plus, that's, isn't it? It's an extra, oh, extra that's number. The, that's the version where they add four in. <laughs> um, it actually wouldn't work with the concept of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Well, wait, maybe um, it does. Wait, because you, you can squish two twos together, right? That would make a four, or no? You can only squish one into two. I can't Doesn't remember. it start on three? Yeah. Well, okay, so what what we've taken from this is we both need to go back and play three. I, I help Archie play it all the time. I should remember how it begins. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you have like yeah like the blue ones and the and the and the red twos, and then you squish them together and that, that makes a three, and then you keep sure. and then you keep squishing them together and then that keeps doubling and doubling and doubling and doubling. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so from uh, a news of um of a of an online game store thriving. To the opposite of that, um, an online game store dying, Sony last week announced that they will be shutting down the online stores for the PS3, the PSP, and the PS Vita. Um, And that means you won't be able to buy any games um, on any of those platforms. Uh, I think it's starting in July with the PS3 and the PSP, and then ending August is when the Vita store is closing. So you'll be able to buy any new games on those platforms from those those dates. Um, And I'm very bummed out about the Vita. 
because uh, I've only I've only had a Vita for maybe like two years, and I feel like there's a lot of uh, untapped. Um, there's just, there's a lot of indie games on that machine, um, and it's not just like yeah, like the Vita back catalog. You can also access the PSP back catalog and the PS One Classics catalog as well. That um, that uh, Sony published there like a long time ago. It's the only place where you can play PS One games. So there's a lot of stuff that like, it's not that I am necessarily going to download it, but I like the the option of it being there. And uh, sure. I hate I hate the idea of all of these games just kind of not being playable anymore um, on any platform. So uh, I've started like collating lists of indie games that I need to make sure are on my system. Um, and uh, I've, I think it's like the only place you can play Papers Please on the console. Oh wow! Okay. So I've got I've got Papers Please uh, lined up. I've never played that. Um, what did the dev of that make recently? Uh, oh. Ever- uh, dang it! I it should know this. It was something we were talking about. Like it was like a um, Lu- is, Lucas Pope is, me. is his name. What did he do? Yeah. Um. Oberdin, Return of the Oberdin. Oh Jesus! Yes. Sh- yep. God, um, that's a good game. Whoa. <laughs> um, I also got there's a lot lot of great Devolver games like Hatafo Boyfriend and um or Girlfriend and um the Luftrausers, which is like a um, a flying shooter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if anyone has any uh, recommendations of like the key indie games that I should make sure I get on um, my Vita before the store closes in August, please. I'm an idiot with uh, with money. Let me spend it on my Vita. <laughs> you um, don't think you don't think um, Sony will try bring these games. Like what's what's Sony's record like with sort of backwards compatibility and and getting classic games onto their newer systems? Well, like I said, like the PS One library has you've only you haven't been able to play it on, like they, it was on you, you could download like it was almost like over a hundred PS One classics that you could buy and download on PSP, PS Three, and PS Vita. But since those consoles, like you, they, they never ported those games, like the classics library over to PS Four or PS Five. Because I think Xbox are particularly good at going like, especially with Game Pass. I, f- I feel like I read somewhere that there's a bunch of really classic like Xbox 360 games that they're bringing to Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Like it's it's another one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a no-brainer, Sony. Like you've had so many amazing games in your back catalogue, you'd... you'd make money hand over fist if you just made them available in the ps5 era yeah yeah totally yeah it's a, it, i i i would love i you know i just think all back catalogs should be available all the time and of course if you don't make them available and that's what encourages pir- is piracy like that's the thing like if, if 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 come august i find out about a game that everyone loves on vita that's never made it to switch or whatever and i don't have any like way to buy it then i guess i'm gonna hack my vita and I imagine yeah, definitely. many other people will will too. Yeah, but whatever. I'm I'm reminded of the developer of Hotline Miami one and two when uh, when he found out that uh, or he was he was given the news that it wasn't Hotline Miami two wasn't going to be an, a released in Australia due to the the refusal for classification. Yeah, he was just like, "Map torn it." <laughs> Like, go and pirate my game. That's fine. Well, I'm that, happy with that. That is a great segue to our first review of the show. Um, I'll be talking about Narita Boy later in the show. But, uh, John, you've been playing a game uh, which is not legal to buy in Australia. 
Um, however, it, yeah. is, it is a game that you bought before the Australian government were aware of its presence because you bought it on Steam two years ago. And in fact, this game was your game of the year 2019. Um, it's called Disco Elysium, and they've just released... Um, Disco Elysium, the final cut. Um, it was a a big console launch, so it's available on consoles. Is it just is it just PlayStation at the moment, or is it on Xbox too? I think I think it's just PlayStation at the moment. I mean, um, it's irrelevant PS, to me PS. because I can't buy it on any console here unless I make um a, an American or European account to do so because it is um they've been refused classification uh, in Australia because of drug use, which is so stupid. We have an R rating for video games for a reason just make it r not that any child that is impressionable as a teenager is going to want to play a mostly text-based rpg right yeah it's it's definitely like no kid out there is going oh my god i want to play disco elysium let me add it kind of thing it's 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 it, it would be the equivalent of a kid Wanting to see an art house movie, essentially. Yeah. When there's like when there's so many Pixar movies out there already. Oh, the, yeah. Kind teen, of thing. Teen, teen, uh, teen delinquents love Pixar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But um, it is. I mean, look, it's a weird situation where it is. This is available on Steam in Australia. Yep. I don't know how. I don't know what the exact the actual machinations are behind the scene of why it's allowed to remain available in Steam. Or on Steam, I think while Steam, the government is there, is no Australian version of Steam. Steam is an entity that exists out, outside of Australia that is just available in Australia. But there's still the Australian government has still managed to get games taken off Steam. Oh, weird! Like, yeah, I know it's it's bizarre. But as of this moment, from you know, last time I checked, uh, Disco Elysium: The Final Cut is still available on Steam in Australia. If you previously bought Disco Elysium, the the original version, no need to buy anything else. It's a free update. It's a big update. It's 16 gigabytes, Mm -hmm. which is huge for for indie game standards. Um, The other night I was like, oh, I'm going to dive into Disco Elysium. And then the update started and I was like, I'm going to go make dinner and walk the dog. (laughs) Um, But... um, yeah, so like you like you mentioned, it was my game of the year back in 2019, um, and the final cut is the the makers of the game kind of going. This is the perfect version of the game. This is what we wanted to make all along. Um, obviously, when you're making a game, it is a race between the the resources, financial and human, that you have, and you know. How how close can ga- they get you to what you want to make in terms of a game? And I think the the original release of the game was so successful and so popular that they went, you know what? Let's let's make our dream version of this. So one of the main differences from the get go is that everything is now voice acted. All all the text that appears on screen now has someone actually saying the words that appear. Sometimes the words are a little bit different. Sometimes they're just straight the same. All characters you meet have now been voiced. More importantly, all the voices in your head <laughs> have now been voiced. How are the so, voices? Is, is it good, good yeah, voice acting? Really, um, the, the voices in your head are all fairly similar. There's some small nuances between them, but they're all voice acted by the same person. Um, and then all the characters you meet, their voice acting is fantastic. It, it really it really elevates the game. I mean, above and beyond, like, 
I didn't mind reading the first time round. That was that was great. I prefer it sometimes. It, Actually, it, almost it, all the time, I prefer it. What the reading over the voice acting? Yeah, yeah. Um, but just actually being able to hear these characters be brought to life in a really convincing way has been a breath of fresh air. Playing again this second time, um, they've also one of the other things, big things that they've added is there are four new quests. Um, these quests don't necessarily impinge heavily on the story. The quests actually have to do with uh, what political alignment, if any, you choose during playing the game. So if you decide, fuck it, we're going communist on this run, there will be, like, when you kind of devote yourself to communism, uh, you'll find a new little area with new characters that have quests spe- have a quest specifically relating to your decision to pursue communism. Which, playing the game again, like... Obviously, when I played the game the first time, it was an incredible experience, but I was so busy, you know, navigating these new twists and turns that I didn't have the chance to kind of step back and look at the big picture. Now that I'm playing it again, tooth like, it's, it's just as incredible the second time around. I am, like, within 30 minutes of playing, I just had this sense of, like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I'm so happy that I'm back playing this game again. Just washed over me. But the two big things that really stand out to me now that I can kind of step back and look at the bigger picture is in a time when admittedly pissy people on the internet (laughs) are so... get so worked up about like, politics in games, keep your politics out of my games, I just want to have fun, I don't want politics. This game absolutely rams politics down your throat. But the interesting thing is, you can choose the politics you want. You can choose to be a fascist in this game if you want. You can choose to go full communist. You can be a capitalist. You can be a centrist. You make the decision to pursue what you want. So it is this like overtly political game, but it almost can't offend anybody because it's not making you pursue a particular political path. I definitely like playing through this time... There's, there's one instance where you're talking to a character. You need to get past a character who is this, like, incredibly racist person. And it's the sort of racism where it's, like, it's down to the biology of it. And you can, like, you can punch him out if you have, you know, a good enough, you know, body strength stat or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can actually go, like, you know what? I'm going to become just as racist as this guy. Like, if you can't beat him, join him. I'm going to get him to tell me everything about, like, his his kind of racist ideology, and I'm going to adapt that and take it myself and sort of, like, use that to convince him. And I got so close to actually locking it in as, like, nope, I'm going to be a racist. I pulled back at the last second just because with any game, you know, you, you play how you feel you want to play, and that was just a step too far to me. But I love the fact that that's an option you could have taken. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that really stand, the other thing that I really stands out to me on this playthrough, which I love, is being dropped into this character because the the game revolves around a detective, and at the beginning of the game, you have woken up from a like three to four day bender, and you have forgotten everything. You have like retrograde amnesia. It has wiped your memory completely to the point where you can't even remember your name 
And at the beginning of the game, you don't even know what you do. Like, you don't know that you're a detective. And as you move through the game and talk to people, you gradually learn about the sort of person you were. And it turns out you're a piece of shit. <laughs> and so you then get to make the decision. But the, as you learn this about yourself, you are still given the option. You have the option to be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I will make amends for that. I, you know, it's it's been a hard time for me recently. I'm terribly sorry. But you also have the option to be like, fuck you, I'm a superstar cop. That's how I operate. And you can just really lean into being an asshole if you want to. So just this incredible, like, starting the game in the middle of this story and having to learn about the story rather than having all of it spoon-fed to you and then being forced to be like, but no, you need to make amends for the horrible thing you did. Like, having the option to go, like, onwards into the darkness, let's do this kind of thing and have that affect the way the whole story plays out. I I cannot recommend this game highly enough. If you if you live outside of Australia and you have PS4 or PS5 or a um, a PC at this point in time, go in right now. If you're on Switch or Xbox, I think the uh, their their releases are coming this summer or winter in Australia. If you're in Australia, grab it on PC if you've got the option, and Mac as well, as quickly as Mac. possible. I just, I just, I just, I'm like, do I want to get this? What you know, in the in the off chance that it does get t- removed from the Steam, from Steam, do I want to get this before I'm, it happens? Because it's 20 percent off until the 10th of April, which means it's only it's less than 50 bucks to get this game. Which for for I know what I know is a massive game. That's a pretty damn good deal. I'm also semi like, does PS5 region lock the games? Uh, I don't think so. Because uh, no. I, I, I reckon, like, at the moment they have a big collector's edition of the game out through... Limited run. Like, Something. IM8-bit or limited run or something yeah. like that. I get the feeling that they will do a retail release. I have and, a um, uh, I have a, a European PS, PlayStation account for when I get codes from, from Europe. So I, I'm pretty sure I could just log into that store, buy a... Um, a voucher off off eBay for the um, the PlayStation Network um, there, same as I've done with, yeah. with Switch multiple times, and then I can purchase it that way too. So there definitely are lots of ways you can get around it. It's just ultimately just very frustrating at our stupid government yet again. And I just yeah. I, don't, I don't understand why. I mean, I, I hate that there isn't like a like there are definitely video game influencers in Australia, but why don't they why aren't they using their 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 weight to uh, make this a bigger issue so we can get some progress in it? So there isn't a story every year about some like you know small indie game with like very you know cool ideas getting held back because the cool ideas involve drugs but i mean it's it's like i know that there are i mean there's the igea i think which is one of the main video game bodies in australia they are fighting hard for this stuff but it's depressing make an influencer do it that's what i say yeah um it's depressing as hell when so I hate to talk politics for a minute, but there's been Keep all that my stuff politics lately. out of video game podcasts. Yeah, there was that guy Andrew Lamming who was like he's a Queensland MP who was trolling and harassing people online, and the w- one of our major ministers Peter Dutton got up in Parliament and was like, "This disrespect online is because of social media and because kids are out there playing Grand Theft Auto." And that's teaching them to be rude. And it's just like, you guys still have this opinion that video games 
are the sort of cause of all of society's ills. It's been proven wrong so many times. It's so frustrating hearing that shit. Man, if all kids had access to more video, as many video games as possible, there'd be significantly less crime. <laughs> yeah, they'd all be inside. All the crime would happen in the games. Anyway, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Why do we have an R rating if we're not going to use an R rating? Dumb as shit. Yep. But uh, like you say, there are ways around. If, if you want to be a bit sneaky-deaky... There are ways around this ban. Go through Europe stores, go through American stores, buy it on Steam, etc., etc. Do you think I should just hold out till the Switch version comes out? Do you think that's the most likely I will be to play this game? <sighs> I Kind of, because I mean, like... I already know it's an uphill battle because it's a like essentially a point-and-click adventure <laughs> with a lot of text in it, which I know is not generally your favourite style of game to play if the story and dialogue are interesting then it definitely is but no yeah i mean but i think combine that with having to play it on your computer yeah exactly which again historically you have said i hate playing games because this is where i do work and i don't want to combine the two actually i have have an update for you regarding that um oh my god i've been playing loop hero on my on my mac and it's fucking awesome it is the ultimate game to just have on in the background while i'm djing um, yeah. Provided oh that, my god, you're absolutely pro- right. Provided there is a wall behind me and not people. <laughs> sure. Because it does not look like Actually, a DJ. <laughs> I would I would love to be behind you during a set where you're playing Loop Hero and people in the crowd just see me leaning over and pointing at stuff, thinking like, is he helping select songs? Yeah, yeah. But really, I'm like, no, dude, that sword. Put put that sword in your equipment slot. <laughs> yeah. Now. That would be so much fun. When you when you build a Dracula castle. Uh, a vampire castle that adds a Dua Lipa remix to your DJ set. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, I'm so stoked that you like it. That's that's oh, great. It's so good. Like, and I, but yeah. I, I'm curious. Why do you think that this wouldn't work on uh, as a console game? Um, I I guess it could, but you'd be pausing so much. But. Because it, 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 you mean where you would ru- usually just drag and drop? Couldn't you just do that? Yes. I mean, isn't that super easy to do with with just like clicking it and then moving it over with your joystick? I don't know. I mean, like, I guess it's a case of you can you can be more exact on where you're dropping stuff. Sure. With a mouse as opposed to, um, it's not like it's not impossible. You could definitely put it on, and I think with with. Switch if you utilized um, touchscreen, that'd work really well as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, it might work really well as an as an iPad game too. Probably too crammed, oh, definitely. too crammed it, for a phone game, probably. But as an iPad game, it would be sick. Um, it's great. Yeah, if anyone, that, it's, it's it's a really like cheap Steam purchase. I I could not recommend Loop Hero enough. I think it's, I mean, I think it's going to be one of the games that everyone talks about, like indie game or not. I think it's going to be one of the games at the end of the end of the year. People are like, oh, this is a really special game that came out this year. It'll it'll make lists all over the place. Loop Loop Hero will be on lists. Um, um, yeah. Um, so uh, that is uh, John's ga- uh, review of Disco Elysium, the final cut. Um, as someone that has played it, like the, the 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 first Disco Elysium, as much as you have, you finished it, you loved it. Is it as fun revisiting it? Is it worth the purchase? If you oh wait no, it's an it's an it's an immediate upgrade, isn't it? Yeah. Fuck, it's, that's great. It's not even. It's not even. It's free. Free update if you already own the game. I'm used which, to. I'm used which, to Nintendo practices. They try and resell sure. you the same shit for seventy bucks. Um. No. One hundred percent. If you if you played it before, go directly to your Steam right now. Get that update and dive back in. Because it's like it's now. 
a year and a half since it originally came out. And that's... For a game of that size and that complexity, that's long enough that, like, diving back in again feels both new and familiar... uh, New and familiar at the same time, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So uh, the game that I would like to talk about this week um, is uh, a game that just uh, came out a couple days ago. It's called Narita Boy. It was published by Team 17, best known for uh, Worms and um, Overcooked. Overcooked. Uh, Many, many very popular indie games. Um, And uh, Narita Boy was developed by a Spanish studio called Studio Coba. Um, A few weeks ago on the podcast, John reviewed the demo. Um, and I did. I, I, if I, I probably haven't played that much further past where the demo finishes up, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a couple. I'm a couple hours into Narita Boy, in which you play um, a, like a fucking ro- good, good luck, Levin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Narita Boy is a dude uh, who has a techno sword, and you are <laughs> in the digital kingdom, um, and the digital kingdom is. Uh, something that you must navigate to find memories that relate to the cr- creator of um, the game that you're in. <laughs> so, so it's a platformer um, action game <laughs> um, that is very meta, has like two kinds of lore that they're giving you like a lot of, a, a lot of the time. Um, yeah. And, uh, it does explains a lot of the the story and the and and the the situation that you're in, but doesn't really like. There's no map, for example. There's like the things that would like help you get a grasp of what the game actually is. They're a little a little less helpful. But if you want to dive headfirst into an insane world with just like bizarre jargon and like uh, just like just just crazy concepts, Narita Boy has that in, in spades. Um, more importantly for me, it is one of the best looking games I've played this year. Um, it's like, I mean, I, I, the, the music is like synthwave. And so I guess the, the, the visuals are what you would expect uh, from a synthwave kind of soundtrack game. They're very like, 
oh god how would you even describe the the look of it like this kind of like fuzzy retro there, there are like you know like uh, VHS lines kind of uh, clouding up the gameplay throughout the game as you play it because um, the opening you, you see the creator playing or, or, or working on the game that you're inside of and then he gets like captured by a demon that you guess you have to you have to destroy um, but at the but at the same time you see later on that the creator is just kind of living his life so I mean look the way you described it I I had the exact same problem of I finished the demo and went my god that looked incredible the gameplay was fairly fun what the hell is that story I do not understand any of it so I I like the insanity of the story a lot I really like the world I really like the visuals the music um, I don't like the gameplay um, interesting I okay. think look I think at this point it's unfair I, I know there are like almost like Metroidvania elements to this game where you are constantly getting upgrades to your um, arsenal of attacks and and I guess uh, navigation abilities um, but at the, at the you know the first couple hours of the game you you the, the jumping is very kind of like slow and floaty and the yeah the melee attacks are, are quite simple and limited um they they, they feel good and, and and work but uh i think this is a game that probably gets a lot better as you're able to do more um with for for, for attacks i know that there's a um like a thing called wildfire attacks and um you each attack is like a is a different color and if you attack enemies of the same color it does more damage to that color that kind of thing which that sounds really fun it reminds me a lot of the okay. um, um guacamole. Guac- yes guacamole um yeah i uh i'm playing this on game pass it's free on uh, xbox game pass if you have game pass so definitely try it out there if uh, you're interested there of course there is a demo on steam i'm not sure if that demo is on switch as well but this game is everywhere it's on um steam ps4 xbox and switch um and uh yeah it's i i I really love the world and how insane it is. I love that, like, you have to go and find these keys and, like, you don't so much have a map, but you have, like, a to-do list almost and some of the to-do things are quite obtuse. And I'm sure that is a turn-off for a lot of people that are just kind of like, where do you want me to go? Um, But it is a game that it feels a lot like um, playing, like... um, what are those called? Like a cinematic platformer, I guess, like in the way that um, like Eternal Castle. Oh, like a, Another World. Another and... World, yeah, yeah. It feels like that as opposed to like a very big, sprawling... It feels like you are kind of like playing screen to screen. Um, sure. But I... I, and yeah, I yeah, 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 that's right. And, and especially the adventuring, like, you know, it, it is hard to kind of like figure out where you've got to go next. But the world is really cool and it's fun exploring more of it. So I don't really have too much problem with backtracking and trying to figure out what to do next. Uh, at this early stage in the game, anyway, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, stick with it and 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 play it. I'm just not I'm not dropping everything to play it. Um, uh, sure, which sure, I, sure. Which is I thought you know having looked at the trailer and stuff like that and seeing the visual style, I thought this would be a game that I just wasn't able to do wasn't able to function uh, unless I was playing. Um, but uh, so it's not quite as addictive as I was expecting, but it is it is it is quite good and uh, definitely worth worth your time for a fairly interesting indie game to come out this year. I've uh, I've got it on Switch, and I think um, now that uh, things have my 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 uh, my to do list on Switch has cleared up a little bit, so I think that'll be my my game that I play while I'm not near my laptop and able to play Disco Elysium. 
Uh, Holy for, for the next while, for the next for the next while, essentially. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm I'm in the opposite. Uh, I recently received a code for um, Monster Hunter Rise, the new Rise. one. And I have never played a Monster Hunter game before, and holy fuck, I am so addicted to it. It is all I can think about. And um, wow, okay, it, it is. Yeah, um, it's man. It, do you know anything about these games? They're so. I played some before. They're so crazy, and they just there's so many. Like it's the opposite of Narita Boy, where I'm like, I want more like you know combat options. This is just like have way too many that you'll never even explore <laughs> at any point in this game because you forget all the tutorial like immediately after learning it. But. Uh, that, that game is, uh, yeah, definitely not an indie game, but one that I am thinking about constantly. And it's my birthday tomorrow, and my dream is that I have two hours to myself to play that game. <laughs> and I probably will not get that present. <laughs> you, you unwrap a present, and it's empty, and you look around, and the kids and Bianca are just out, and you're like, oh my god, they did it! <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's cool holidays at the moment, so it's, uh, it's getting any game time in at the moment, unless it's like a Mario game that I'm playing with the kids or Just Dance, it's, it's, it's going to be tricky. But we'll get it done. Sure. Uh, because, John, we are, we are recording our Bastion episode, our first Patreon-only episode for the um, All the Small Games Patreon, which you can join at patreon.com slash games. We're going to, um, once a month, have a game of the month that we're going to record an episode all about. And later this week, we will be recording an episode all about Bastion, uh, the super giant game. I've been replaying it on uh, New Game Plus uh, the past week. And like Monster Hunter, it is a very fun game to experiment with many different weapons. Um, and the New Game Plus mode is very cool in that it gives you access to all the weapons from the start. Uh, so I've been having a yes. very good time playing that. I think uh, we'll record that episode and, and I guess like add a snippet of it to the end of next week's episode for anyone that wants to get a little taste, a demo version, if you will. Um, nice. But if you, uh, if you want to add your thoughts to our episode about Bastion, if it is a favorite game of yours, and I'm sure it is uh, for most of our listeners, um, we'd love to have uh, as many voices on the, on the, on the podcast episode that we're recording this week as possible so uh, head over to patreon.com slash all the small games and uh, we'll uh, include your thoughts on this wonderful game there too and not only that but if you want to help us choose the next game that we tackle uh, for April yeah you can uh, you can do that as well. Have you have you thought about what your your option might be this month? So you are going to put Cave Story up again? No, Cave Story unfortunately lost, and I think for almost good reason because the uh, the main main person to pay money to to access it to play is a uh, big creep. Um, so right, yeah, it, there is a free version you can play on PC. The, the developer of Cave Story is a legend, and no way am I suggesting he is a creep, but the. Uh, publisher nicholas uh there was a big expose a while ago where that guy fucking sucks so i understand wow. people's hesitancy to uh, to give nicholas any money in spite of how many incredible games they've published over the years um but you suggested a little game called uh the stanley parable as our game of the month uh for april and so i've been trying to think of an indie first person game that i like as much as that um i have a few options um but Ooh. uh i I, I, I thought maybe Firewatch could be a fun one to revisit. I would, I, I could definitely revisit Firewatch. It has been a while. Um, but yeah, I guess yeah, if we if we try and pick two like iconic uh, indie first person games, I think will be the choices. We'll reveal those next next episode, um, or in the yeah. in the Discord, which you can access at Patreon.com/slash All the Small Games. It's just five dollars American a month. 
um, to uh, be our be our patron. You get to support us financially, which is very cool, and uh, even more cool, you get access to a whole bunch of very cool shit like our Discord and the bonus episodes and the opportunity to 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 make us say words that you wrote, and maybe we can even yes. sing a song about you. Um, but yeah. uh, that's all for future episodes, everybody. But right now, this is the end of this episode. If you want to find us online, you can facebook.com slash all the small games or tw- at Twitter, sorry, on Twitter at all the small game. Um, our email address, if you ever would like to send us an email, is all the small games at gmail.com. Uh, we got signed up to way too many spam accounts, and um, our, e- our inbox is a fucking nightmare at the moment. But uh, somewhere in there, um, in, 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 in amongst all of the horrible fake added ass shipment confirmation emails that I keep getting and PayPal balance. This is no good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I would love some, some emails from, uh, from, from some actual real people. That'll be very cool. Um, so yeah, it's all the small games at gmail.com. Um, and uh, you can find us online individually. John is at 16 tacos on Twitter and Instagram. And I am at Lev dog L E V D A W G. Come and find us. Um, and uh, support us on Patreon if you can. It could be my birthday present. That'd be cool. And you also get to give yeah. John an early birthday present too. His birthday's his birthday's next month. Um, yes. So indeed. give us the birthday present of your your support and and patronage and uh, being a part of our community. We'd love that. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, John. I'll see you this weekend. Hey. <laughs> Hell yeah, buddy! I'll see you then. Because I mean, bye everyone. I mean, well, hold on, what? hold on before we go. <laughs> I, I did strike me. We weren't able to do it last year because of COVID, uh, but we do have a tradition, <laughs> and all the small games tradition, where the night before my birthday, you and or I get drunk, <laughs> 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 and we record an episode of all the small games. But if we aren't able to do that this year, maybe at the end of my birthday barbecue, if it is just you and me, even if it's ten minutes, we do a Patreon exclusive episode where we are both hammered. <laughs> I. Th- We'll see how we go. <laughs> hey, man, you're not, you're going you're to have very many opportunities to get hammered in the next year. You may as well take this one. <laughs> I'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I will have my pregnant wife with me, and she will need me to drive her home. Damn it. We can, we'll, we'll try to figure something out. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. I drop me. her off and then immediately turn back around and drive back to yours. <laughs> you're not going to have a car for, any, for a while, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. She can't drive it anyway. Um, Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Take it easy. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a BB with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers. 
or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.